24 hours. 24 hours is like three weeks. Y'all know me, know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's bad fish. It's not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cats. This shark, swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing, down you go. And we gotta do it quick. That'll bring back the tourists. That'll put all your businesses on a paying basis. But it's not going to be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. you got to make up your minds. You want to stay alive and ante up? You want to play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. We'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Chief. Ladies and gentlemen. That was the late Robert Shaw. In the film Jaws from 1975 Robert Shaw was in a lot of big films Before Jaws, he was in The Sting He was in A Man of All Seasons Or A Man for All Seasons But Jaws, we all remember him as Quint This is Memorial Day weekend People are watching Jaws when in all actuality, Jaws came out in June of 1975. Thus, the blockbuster film season began. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, if I didn't say that already. <laughs> Jaws, based off of Peter Benchley's 1974 novel of the same name. The man-eating great white shark with a vendetta. Very hungry shark. For that, you have Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Lorraine Gary... And Murray Hamilton. Of course, with that effervescent score by John Williams. It was the it was the film that almost sank. Millions of dollars. The shark, the animatronic shark was called Bruce. It didn't always work when it needed to. So what do they do? It adds more of the mystery to it. It, it gave it kind of a Hitchcock kind of suspense. Where in Hitchcock films you didn't you didn't see it. You didn't see it. Any shark expert in the world will tell you it's a killer. It's a man-eater. Look, the situation is that apparently a great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. And he's going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey Beach. 1916, 19, there were five, five people, people killed up in the surf. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. 
A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell, for Christ's sake. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You should, you should have seen him. Where, where is that tooth? Did you see it, Rod? No, I didn't see it. He dropped it. Together. I had an accident. Way in. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a carcarid and carcarius. It's a great white. But you don't have the tooth. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going to have to close those beaches. We're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. I mean, we're going to have to tell the Coast Guard. We're going to have to get shark shark We're going to have to put extra on because you have to the world is going to come We can't make one of you are familiar with our problems. I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Now, wait a second, wait a second. There are two ways to deal with this problem. You're either going to kill this animal or are you going to cut off its food supply? Larry, we have to close the beaches. Brody, sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. Now, I want those little paint-happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. That's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you later. Please don't do this. He's not Mr. Vaughn. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks, and that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry, if we make an effort today, we might be able to save August. August? For Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. Now... Jaws was the film that scared me as a kid because I saw that other little kid getting eaten and yeah, yeah. But it's an interesting film. And and Richard Dreyfus, you know what's funny is so he that was right off the heels of American Graffiti, and then two years before Close Encounters, the third kind, and then the Oscar win for The Goodbye Girl. Still going strong. And Roy Schreider, is that how you say his name? Who was, of course, in All That Jazz, where he's playing a, a fictional version of Bob Fosse. Oh, yeah. A lot of drags. A lot of Jessica Lang <laughs> on Broadway. But Jaws, as I remember, Jaws had so many moments had so many moments that we all remember this is a time where everyone's going back into society going back to the water that's why i played this it's memorial day weekend it's a three-day weekend i was on the freeway on friday and people had those boats attached to the trucks they were getting ready to go and i'm like no no and it reminded me of jaws everyone's going out for that hot lunch 
Hopefully everyone's been vaxxed and waxed. That's all I'm saying. I remember watching Jaws with family and it still it still gets me every time. It's still a creepy film. But it takes your attention and it runs with it. You still watch I still watch thinking, "Oh my god, is he going to hit it when he says smile, you son of a bitch?" <laughs> Serious. I still get trepidation watching Here, this is a really great moment. You worry about you. It won't be permanent. Wanna see something permanent? Boom. Hey, who? You might feel something permanent. Just put your hand underneath my cap. Just get a little lump. Knock on all on some Patty's Day, Boston. I got that beat. I got that beat. Some moray eel. Fit right through my wetsuit. Well, nope, now, listen, I don't know about that, but I entered an arm wrestling contest in Loki Bar in San Francisco. You see this? Now I can't extend that. You know why? Got to the semifinal, celebrating my third wife's demise. Big Chinese fella, he pulled me right off. Look at that. It's a bull shark. He scraped me when I was taking samples. I got something for you. That's the thresher. You see that? Chief Thresher's tail. It's a clip. It's a clip. That that story in Jaws. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Let's find it. It's an interesting one. Okay. If I can go. Don't you worry about it, Chief. Didn't see the first shot for better. Let's see. What? See, they're having fun. They're they're comparing war stories as guys do. Girls do it too. Guys, 
and Jaws did it. But you need to hear this story. It is kind of spooky. Well, not kind of. It's spooky. <laughs> so, but that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> You were on the Indianapolis? What happened? Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side chief. He was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady. He just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer, you know. You know that when you're in the water, Chief, you tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. <laughs> they didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was, shark comes the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and despite all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in they rip you to pieces. know by the end of that first dawn lost a hundred men I don't know how many sharks maybe a thousand I don't know how many men the average six an hour on Thursday morning chief I bumped into a friend of mine Herbie Robinson from Cleveland baseball player Bosun's mate I thought he was asleep reached over to wake him up Bobbed up and down in the water. It was like a kind of top. Upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon the fifth day, Mr. O'Berry, Lockheed Ventura. So he swung in low and he saw us too. The young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper anyway, he saw us and he come in low. And three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and start to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out, the sharks took the rest, June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. There you go. Jaws. 
I would be remiss if I don't play this. This is what it's... Sometimes a line just comes into the existence of a film. was right it was what was it a 25 footer jaws is a legendary film i'm not going to talk about the money it made but it was nominated for some oscars it didn't win any and steven spielberg from there on was the blockbuster director and and soon that followed his good friend george lucas these two superstars in filmmaking. The 1970s, the second golden age of film. Smile, you son of a bitch. I had to play it. There's there's moments like that you have to play. So some actors went out to see Martha's Vineyard, 1974. Made a film. Dreyfus and Shaw fought. Interesting. You know, Robert Shaw always had that look. Don't fuck with him. He had it in The Sting. He had it in Jaws. <sighs> he was a great storyteller. As, as is Steven Spielberg. And so that's Jaws from 1975. I'm not going to play some of the moments that scared me. It still scares me to this day. That That's the power of it. It's, it's what Steven Spielberg did was along the lines of Hitchcock. We are all still terrified when we watch Psycho or when we watch North by Northwest. The birds. The birds, not so much, though. Psycho really is creepy. My God, that's so creepy. And that performance by Anthony Perkins. And so with Jaws, it's creepy. The music. That moment, though, of triumph. Where the chief just says, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Now, the book is different from the film, like most books. Sometimes you got to leave... Something to the imagination. I learned that watching Dr. Um, Sleep, where the film ending is different than the book ending. So there's a, there's a reason for that. And so, Jaws, 45, 46 years later, is still a classic. It still terrifies. It still delights. It still scares people from going into the water. Ask anyone. I go only so far into the ocean. I don't go deep into the ocean because I don't want to be fish food. I don't think I'm going to run into that shark who had a vendetta. But still. 
It's a classic. It is a major, major classic film. I'm trying to remember where it placed. Uh, AFI used to do those lists, and about 20 years ago, they did 100 Years, 100 Thrills and Chills. We're not going to talk about the sequels to Jaws. But we are going to talk about its legacy. Okay. Filmed in Martha's Vineyard. It was very over budget. Oh, here you go. Two scenes were altered following the test screenings. As the audience screams had covered up Schneider's bigger boat one-liner, Brody's reaction after the shark jumps behind him was extended, and the volume of the line was raised. Spielberg also decided that he was greedy for one more scream, and reshot the scene in which Hooper discovers Ben Gardner's boat. That is a creepy scene. Oh, God, that is a creepy scene. And then you've got that score by John Williams. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. I just saw something comparing. That's ridiculous. If we go over to here. Accolades. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Film Editing, Best Original Dramatic Score, Best Picture, Losing to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The American Film Institute in 1998 placed it at number 48, 100 Years, 100 Movies. It dropped to 56 on the 10th anniversary list. Okay. Okay, but it also did 100 years. 100. Okay, let's go over to the AFI, the American Film Institute. Okay, so 20 years ago, 100 Thrills. Jaws was number two behind Psycho, which was number one. And there you have it. Jaws, a classic, Unpleasant Dreams.